0: Let us pray. Gracious loving God, we give you thanks. We give you thanks for the gift of your word. We give you thanks that we can find so much within it. God guide us. We may be faithful to the task before us. In Jesus' most holy name we pray. Amen. Amen. Good evening, friends. Welcome to another edition of Scripture Talk. Uh, For those of you uh, who have been with us for the past few minutes, thank you. We had an extended pre-show that will probably, for those who are not live with us, become the post-show. Yeah. Yeah. I'll probably just, like I did last week with movie talk, um, we will probably just uh, dump this in the end of the pod. But this is Scripture Talk, um, our opportunity to gather together each week and do exactly that, talk about Scripture. I am Pastor Trey Con with me as ever is sister brandy dudley
1: pastor scott ketch and on
0: the ones and twos brother stacy tyler and we're gonna uh jump in right away to our scripture as it is it's a full pager um this is not not gonna play maybe this will play it's a full it's it yeah it's the whole page um it's a lot um it but it's one of those like but there's not a cut point it's the it's the story of of paul's uh, conversion the road to damascus and you just like what are we gonna do we're we gonna just gonna lie dot 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 um maybe it works out like so you just have to tell the whole story so it is um like about half of acts chapter 9 um acts chapter 9 verses 1 through 19 meanwhile saul "'still breathing threats and murder against the disciples of the Lord, "'went to the high priest and asked him for letters to the synagogues at Damascus, "'so that if he found any who belonged to the way, men or women, "'he might bring them bound to Jerusalem. "'Now, as he was going along and approaching Damascus, "'suddenly a light from heaven flashed around him. "'He fell to the ground and heard a voice saying to him, "'Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me?' he asked." Now there was a disciple in Damascus named Ananias. The Lord said to him said to him in a vision, "Ananias." He answered, "Here I am, Lord." The Lord said to him, "Get up and go to the street called Straight, and at the house of Judas, look for a man of Tarsus named Saul. At this moment he was praying. And he has seen a vision. He has seen in a vision a man named Ananias come in and lay his hands on him so that he might regain his sight." But Ananias answered, Lord, I have heard from many about this man, how evil he, how much evil he has done to your saint in Jerusalem, and here he has authority from the chief priest to bind all who invoke your name. But the Lord said to him, Go, for he is an instrument whom I have chosen to bring my name before the Gentiles and kings before the people of Israel. I myself will show him how much he must suffer for the sake of my name. So, So this is again. This is one of those like really classic scriptural stories, um, and there really isn't a cut point. It is a continuous narrative, right? Mm-hmm. Um, immediately before uh, you have uh, Saul is in, Saul is introduced as a character. Um, around the stoning of Stephen, where uh, Saul is there, he is holding their coats. It is deliberately said that he approves of the action, um, and it's clear in some ways. Maybe it was in, it was an inspirational moment for him. Oh, I know what I am to do, um, and he sets off to go murdering Christians. It's, it's a goal. Everyone needs them, uh-huh. um, and along the way, he has this miraculous encounter with Christ that certainly puts him on, puts him and the entire faith. Um, on, on a different path because, you know, again, prior to that, he was one of Christianity's greatest, um, you know, greatest enemies. And then he becomes, um, one of the single greatest advocates, uh, for Christ, uh, the world has ever known, writes a good, writes or inspires a good portion of the new Testament between his letters. And then, um, Luke and Acts, which are written, uh, by one of his students, um, you know he he founds churches all over the Mediterranean mm-hmm. basin. Like this is you know this is paired with um, someone saved my life tonight um, uh, 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 by my uh, sir she, Elton John, John. Sir Ellen John. Um, and and it is looking at um, two people get their lives saved in this actually right um, uh, Paul does and Ananias does right.
2: <laughs> he tickles me. I'm sorry because yeah. every time I hear that part about when little Oracles Ananias he's like. Going to do what? You know, you know who the guy is. Are you kidding me? No. Wait,
0: no, he says no. He's just like, are you? Are, are, are you sure? sure this is the same one? Look, dude, I've heard of him. I've heard of this dude. Uh, this is not a large world we live in. Yet, I've heard of this dude. You, you sure about this? God's like, yep. Yeah, I, uh, I need him for my purpose. And you see, Ananias goes, okay. okay, man. And, and,
1: and interesting enough, when you look at what happens to Paul's life, and you go back to where God mentions, oh, no, I've shown him what he has to endure for following me. You know, Paul is shown yeah. to some extent of what's going to happen to him. And when you think about that, that means that he knew he was going to have some of those beatings. He knew he was going to have a rough time of it, and yet he chose. And and I think this is one of the cool things about Paul. You know, Paul came into this situation Already on fire for God, but yes. in the wrong direction. Oh. He was. <laughs> yeah, that's a great way to put that. Because, yeah. okay. uh, well, he's part of the Sanhedrin. He was a Pharisee. Uh, we see some glimpses of that. We know that he uh, studied and was very big in the law, and it's possible he was in that ruling group during the stuff of the crucifix of Jesus. We don't know. It doesn't say that. We don't see whether he has a but lot. But we
0: know he certainly has a direct line. We see him here yeah. with a direct line uh, to the high priest um, to be able to say, hey, I need some papers so I can go murdering. And the high priest says, yes, okay, you are, here, here are, are the papers yeah. to go murdering. Murder
1: so, so for the Sanhedrin and the Pharisees, he was given a double O status. Yeah. And, uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> And so Paul running around being the James Bond, hunting down what in his mind, it seems like he thought was pulling people away from God, right? which is what I think. And it's just, just me thinking why God saw that and came to do a way of revealing himself so that there was no doubt that it was God, that it was Jesus that was coming here. And then that totally shook him. I mean, it, it, Knocked him off of his non-existent horse. Non-existent horse. This falls under the, the, (laughs) you know,
0: you got to love ancient art because they, they invent and they love to invent animals that aren't there. Right there is we've read I've read all the details around the road to Damascus. There's no horse. Um, also, like these walking with some friends, people walked everywhere. He's not a centurion. He didn't have a horse. He didn't have a donkey. Mary probably didn't have a donkey either. That's the proto-proto-evangelian of James. That is not the Bible. Um, there's no donkey in the birth narrative, and there is no horse here. There are just way fewer Noah. Lot of animals. Yeah. Lots Ar- of animals. Artistic license. Mm-hmm. Uh, license.
1: We have an interesting uh, comment in here uh, It's tongue in cheek I wonder if Jesus had the same reaction But God told him to go call Paul
0: Sure well, or, or, or when, when Jesus called, was right? told to call Judas Right Jesus might be thinking more huh? I've been here, bef- be like, been here before like, Here we go again, we okay. go again. So Don't you yeah. see
3: him that I mean like the Avengers like Going over and hiring Loki And they're like you know who this is right you know, the but giant. they do do that
1: quite frequently in the comics. But right. luckily, God does not have the uh, issues no. that we have. No, hey but, but
0: I, 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 I appreciate the like the this focusing on. One of, if like we think about King David, and we talk about King David a lot because the Bible does, um, that what sets David apart from Saul, um, from a different Saul, is that <laughs> he's a king after God's own heart. He's by no means a perfect king, um, but he's a king after God's own heart. What sets Paul apart, right? And, uh, and what sets, seems to set him apart is um, he, he is all in for God. Yeah. Right. Like one of the fundamental characteristics of Paul, both pre conversion and post conversion, is the degree to which he is all in. That you tell Paul, I- I'm going to need to, su- you're going to need to suffer for me. What Paul says is, great, here we go. Fine, fine. I'm up. Let's <laughs> go. That's not the thing. Like what Paul was, he was badly misdirected, but he's misdirected. Right. Yeah. And, he is uh, whether he had encountered Jesus directly or not. He certainly had encountered people who had encountered Jesus, um, and that you know he meets with the high priest, and so the high priest would have been there. <laughs> um,
1: and I also like the fact that in his ministry he doesn't shy away and try to sugarcoat that. Right. We see in his some things he he readily admits, hey, I used to hunt. These people down and right. kill those that were following the way, as he would call it.
0: Right. Well, right, and and there is like a self. There's a self honesty to it. Of, ah, uh, yeah. Uh, that's one of the things that I think Paul sets up. As an example for the way Christians are to, you know, present their own story, is he doesn't present himself as a super, superhero. Um, he will every once in a while say, "Yeah, maybe you should follow after my example because this is a thing I'm good at." Um, but he'll tell you he was a Pharisee among Pharisees, right? Like he, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. he, he in both in Luke telling this story and Luke in some ways I suspect tells a sanitized version of this story. Not that it's untrue, um, but. Luke's a fan of Paul, yeah. um, and so we get. But Paul is much harsher on his on him on his in his own soul uh, when he talks about this.
3: Well, see, there's always like throughout history, there has been people that their heart was in the right place, their their mindset was in the right place, but they just did, they were going about it the complete wrong way, and that's and that's in Paul's case. You know, he was. Like he said, his heart was there with God, yep. but he was just going completely the wrong way with it.
1: And, and there's a reason that that idiom exists that says the road to hell is paved yeah, with uh-huh. good intentions. Uh-huh. And uh, But luckily, God will step in as he did here for Paul, though we don't always get the blinding light. But I think even that's interesting of the, the aspect of how I'm going to show you beyond a shadow of a doubt. It was at noon, so like, right. you think the brightest time, and it talks about this light. That also, it could have just been
0: heat exhaustion, mm-hmm. right? Right, yeah. it's it's blinding noon. He's walking to Damascus, you know. It's the ancient world; they don't carry very much water with them. The water's poison, anyways. Um, you know, what is the uh, when in the Christmas Carol, right? Um, where Ebenezer Scrooge More to gravy than yes, grave. Yeah, more to gravy than grave, right? Like, oh, it's just indigestion, right? You can imagine a version of the story where Paul is Ebenezer Scrooge and just thinks it's some bad potatoes. Um, right? Or I'm just I, whatever. I that that uh, rabbi that we killed a while ago. I just I, you know, I I just killed one of his followers or approved the killing of one of his followers yeah. and, I, yeah. and then gets up to us himself and goes along right um like we we make it sound like it's beyond a shadow of a doubt but no it's just that paul's heart there's something in paul's heart that was ready for it yeah
2: and it must and, have and been something supernatural that it happened too because later on if something like scales fell off his eyes when he began to see mm-hmm. i mean like what happened
1: <laughs> which came about also through so it's like he has this process to sit and think about this stuff to where he's blind right yeah which I do not think is by coincidence, guys. Right, yeah, yeah, real, real. Going, You have not been seeing, right? A little heavy-handed uh, on the metaphor. Yeah. Right, not, right, right, Jesus. right. <laughs> and so he gets this blessing prayed over him when he's kind of coming to this decision, and all of a sudden he can see again. And it's that whole, I can see clearly yeah. now. <laughs> the, scales the scales are, are gone. Oh, <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> so, yeah, this is wonderful. <laughs> yes, you're right. And so, uh, but... It changed him. Yeah. That's what the uh, key of it is. His heart was ready. Uh-huh. And, and it, as with all of us, had he probably gone to Damascus maybe even two weeks sooner, this same experience might not have happened because his heart wasn't at right. the right place. Uh-huh. When you
0: wonder, too, how much, like, you know, in his, is he sitting there sightless having seen Jesus? Um how much witnessing Stephen? Cause what, what what do we know about Paul? He's there to witness Stephen being killed, right? Mm-hmm. And what does it mean to a, a lot of times? Like um, witnessing martyrdom can will help you see one of the one of the ministry of the martyr, right? Is yeah. to show the seriousness with with which people take this belief, and if, if that's in his mind, but then also like let's not. You know, leave out the you know we kind of joked about, but the bravery of Ananias, right? Yeah. Um, to go to respond to God, to have that question, and you know, this is one of those like, yeah, maybe a little bit of questioning here and there, not so sinful, right? Just natural, like, really, God? And then God says, yeah, and then Ananias says, okay. Um, but Ananias plays this like really key role of. Being willing to go, being willing to God you tell me to love this person. Um, mm-hmm. I know news has reached me of what he has done in Jerusalem. Um, I know what he's on his way here to do. He's on his way to here to kill Ananias' family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Like let's let let's let's play this straight up. Yeah, right. right? Like it's not just like, oh, he approved the killing of a guy I'd never met. Like no, he is on this on the way to like he you know, he is there to, you know, uh, take names and kill Christians and he's all out of paper. Right. Like uh, he is there to kill Christians. Uh, And so that is like if this goes badly, it's not just like Ananias is going to have an embarrassing moment where he prayed over someone and they didn't want it. No, this is like Ananias is going to be like dead. Yeah. Um, And he may have blown the whole thing wide open and like give Paul entree to kill more of his friends and family. It's like the stakes are like. We underplay we look Paul's the like the the star of the second half of the New Testament so we tend to tell the story from Paul's perspective really strongly and I agree like Paul's really important. Um, I spend a lot of time you know reading and thinking about Paul but like let's zoom in on Ananias a little bit yeah. and yeah. like you to really play up and really wrap your head around what it meant for Ananias to go into that room to find out this guy named Judas. Great. Really heavy symbolism. Lots of Judas is about um, to to do that, to offer this love and this grace um, that, you know, offer salvation, you know, to help Paul find salvation.
2: And I admire his faith in getting up and being obedient to the voice of God and do what he has been instructed to do. Because like he said, you said, you, you know who Saul is, right? You know who he is, right? He's the one that's killing people. But go anyway. So it it shows an example, you know, people may do you wrong, but go anyway, you're right anyway.
0: Joe's got a, a great thread going in the comments thinking about, so thinking about this is any journey of recovery, right? Yeah. And so she uh-huh. says, first step is to, to fixing a problem is acknowledging you have a problem. Thank you. That is the road to Damascus. Yeah. Uh, step two is seek treatment. That's Ananias. Yeah. But I think that like, yes, that is the way to <laughs> yeah. like you know, and step you know, and, somewhere and down the road is make world amends. World. And yeah. you hear in Paul's letters that effort to yeah. make amends. Um, uh, Paul is on, apparently on a 12 step program. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's funny. Wow. What's uh, that on now? <laughs> right. Uh, but you know, even going back to thinking of Ananias, and and this is just me thinking humanly toward it. But you know, there's even the possibility. You know, here's Paul, who is guilty of murdering. Yes. And he's blind.
0: Yes. Uh huh. And he's yeah. Oh, interesting. At yeah. Blind. Yeah. Here we go. Yeah. Should I? I've seen this murder mystery. Old, te- old yeah.
1: Testament yeah. style justice. Uh, take him out. Yeah. Because, okay, let's be honest, there's some difficult passages in the Old Testament of how God's justice was carried out by people. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And, let's talk about Holofernes for a second. Yeah, yeah, and so you have that of both going. You know, Is that the pushing force behind Paul and his zeal toward? And now you have Ananias looking at this opportunity of Wait, is this a way to save uh-huh. by getting rid of this individual? No, we don't know that that thought process went forward, but we know that it didn't happen. It could've could have could very be. easily been at least a passing thought. And right. we have Ananias's bravery and yeah. submission to uh-huh. what God's telling him to do. Well, and,
0: and, and Ananias' spiritual like spiritual maturity, right? Um, that you see in Ananias and actual like the belief that anyone can be saved take to take action right yeah. he acts on a belief a belief we have that you know none are lost causes right so because if anyone was going to seem like a lost cause it was paul yeah. and so instead of you know killing either not doing it um or killing paul or any other any there's a vast menu of options open to ananias yeah. and what ananias does is he chooses obedience um and he goes in there and he saves paul's life saves his own life, too. God, God saves Ananias' life. Ananias saves Paul's life, Paul's spiritual life, certainly, mm. um, and opens up this whole new end of the Christian story um, that we are still living to this day.
3: I think, uh, I, too, I think it's a, a perfect example that if, if God God saved Paul, you know, he, and, and Ananias, if if they, he can do that for them and anybody, yeah, anybody can come and be saved by god Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter what they've done in the past or what because paul had that (laughs) if anybody was destined to hell it was going to be paul
1: and and i think that's some of the the realism that is there in scripture is that we do see the good the bad and the ugly so that wherever we are in our own journey we have examples of it of like oh none of these people were perfect right that's right and uh uh, Joe has another good comment in there about the uh, our little Ananias thing. It says, The one, no Christian would blame him. But two, he would be charged by both Jews and Romans for murder since Paul was a Roman citizen. Yes. So, uh, look, so, there were some, yeah. some
0: legal problems. But Paul's <laughs> blind, right? You knife Paul, you knife Judas, no witnesses. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Out. Car blanche, Right? Yeah. Like, you know, th- th- there's ways to do this, right? As this becomes John Wick, right? Right? <laughs> 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 Yeah.
1: Murder right. Right. Right on the Orient Express. Witness
0: God. Right, 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 right. right exactly. Get it
2: sanitize your hands and go on. You know.
3: Right. Yeah, and I so just, I get to see Paul doing that. I think I'm back.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but so you have this, you have this example of a person who is on fire for God, but wildly misdirected. Wildly misdirected. <laughs> you see God doing the work to pull. Um, pull him back in you see Ananias' bravery you see kind of an a high like uh, an escalated version of anyone's salvation story of it involves a, a being involves in some ways being open to it right um, it also often involves other people. It involves other Christians taking the steps on your behalf. Um, this is one of those, like, I, you know, back to my, you know, deep antipathy for, you know, s- you know, street side bullhorn preaching. It's like, really? Like, that's not that's not Ananias going into Paul's house, going into the house where Paul is. It's just like, what if we shout at Paul on the roadside? Was that, you think that was going to work? <laughs> right? Like, it took this, like, really... Personal, similar with the Ethiopian Ethiopian eunuch um, that is also here in Acts that we talked about a while ago, right? Um, That it is taking that really personal time. um, And being willing to not see people as lost causes. So for us on the Christian side of this, right, like if we're going to be a part of saving people's lives, right, if we're going to be part of saving people's <laughs> souls, um, obviously God's the one doing the real work, but there's an obedience. as we see in the story, there's an obedience yeah. often required by Christians to do it. Then part of what we've got to do is we can't, we have to actually put into action our belief that there are no lost causes. Right, right. Uh-huh. that it's not that there are. It's not just that ah, everyone, you know, not that that like everyone can be saved. But I ain't dealing with that guy, right? But actually being willing to. When God says, you know, no, that's the person um, that I'm seeking, um, to be willing to step in and say, okay, I'll, I maybe say, are you sure, right? Yeah. Verify. <laughs> uh, uh, all right, I need a little right. confirmation here, God. I need yeah. a little confirmation here, God, because what Can't you're you asking. Make the wool
2: wet and dry grass in the morning. Let me know this, okay? Yeah. <laughs> right.
3: So, like, my for example. A lot of people think and I've I've had them approach me and go, "Well, you just became a Christian because you had a near death experience and, you know, this is just your kind of blah 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 blah." No, I actually when I came out of my experience, I still refused to believe in God for well, like a month and a half. Well, and it was just from the from the persistence of someone to like, you know, make me snap and go, "Open your mind to what the possibilities could be." about you and God. And and it took me, and it still took me a little bit, but I finally, you know, came to that realization because I, w- I was there to open my mind up and accept that, hey, there is something else out there that I've, I've been looking for and, and God is it.
2: See, that's something to think about because is Paul reacting on him being healed from his blindness and he goes hard for God or is he already pre-cooked to be ready for God before he was healed, right? Mm-hmm. You know, that's something. If somebody was reading that for the first time, and they go, "Oh, he just reacted to him being healed," you know, he's not, he's not reading really it. Yeah, but,
0: yeah right. but but I think that underplays like what whatever the thing is that break, helps helps you break through is the thing that helps you break through. Right, right. Yeah. It doesn't matter whether it was a near death experience or whether you experienced miraculous healing or whatever. Right, like kind of. I think why do we pre why do we prejudge whatever it is, that's the thing, right? You oh. know, for me, it was, um, as I talked about in the pre-show that for some of y'all is the post-show, um, <laughs> you know, for me, it was finally finding a community that, you know, in encountered and connected with God the way I did. Right. Um, and so where a lot of people go into, you know, the halls of academia and lose their faith in some ways, I found it. It's weird, but it works. Um, and, and so I, I think there's not any right or wrong way to come to faith. And, you know, whatever whatever breaks through for some people it is really an encounter um, with a healing or it is this kind of really direct encounter of God speaking um, or it is you know finally finding God's voice after many years right like I I wouldn't there's no right or wrong way to do this and there's no you know you can't just say eh, you just you you just had a near-death experience okay I had a near-death experience really helped me get my priorities together and really helped me see clearly what mattered in my life Uh oh well like I Right. What's what's the problem here? Right, well, right.
1: Uh, it's like this last cu- uh, comment in the chat. Sometimes we all as Christians need an intervention, yeah. because we need to be reset onto the right track. There you yeah. go. Yeah, and, then, yeah, and the,
0: these re- the, these resets don't necessarily stop um, after you've come to Christ once. Um uh, At Stacy, uh, you owe no one an excuse as to why you come to Christ. Your journey will not be like anyone else's. You don't have to give excuses that they have no authority over you. And I think, yeah, I think that that's that's very much the point of whatever whatever broke through. This is this is a model, but like, let's look at what this model says. Right, that it is you know something set up Paul to finally be willing to hear in this case a corrective right Paul did not need to know that God existed Paul was very sure God existed Uh um, but needed this corrective to be set and there were some things that laid him on the right path whether it was hearing Christ's voice whether it was connecting with the previous experience of Christ whether it was connecting with the experience of the death of Stephen um, whatever in this interaction something made him ready someone else was there to help him along um, and you know he came to christ and and very much the rest is history um and that's probably as good place as any uh, to bring this one in for landing thank y'all uh, so much uh, for joining mm-hmm. us um uh, thank you very much to the wonderful live audience and a good number of y'all in the chat tonight um thank you all um if you are wondering we reference a pre-show um and you didn't hear that uh, stay tuned um, it, it'll be in the post show uh, just keep listening um, if uh, we will be back next week with another edition uh, still a normal time uh, we have i have a little break from travel and so i can uh, uh, record a podcast at its proper time at least for a minute same bat time same bat if you have any comments um, we can we will gladly read them on next week's show um, if uh, just leave them in the comments here on facebook over our youtube channel um, where we upload this, um, uh, uh, our website, uh, palestinegrace.com slash videos. You can email us, gracechurchpalestine at gmail.com. If you need an audio-only version of this show, it is available. Um, simply search a uh, uh, Scripture Talk by Grace Church in your podcatcher of choice. And, of course, we will be back here next week with another fun-filled edition. Um, also, remember, go in peace to love and serve the Lord. Fear not. Stay well. God is with us.
1: <laughs>
0: I can see. Well, I was just lost, but now I found. Was lying, but now I see.
2: Yes. He's got the sword of spirit in just... <laughs> Good night, folks.
0: Yeah, but belief comes easy to you. All right, folks, yeah. we're going live. Right? Oh, like, you're not a, you're not yeah. a skeptic. We're, we're easy not, for we're you not to say. we like, skeptics
1: in the way that he is. Or me, because, yeah. like, you know. Because even like with Scripture, he's, okay, but what makes the Bible more authoritative than the Quran or the Book of Mormon or of so, that? And, all, and so we, and we've discussed the reliability of Scripture, which is much more than others. But yet, until you take that leap that you believe this is... Written the word of God.
0: Well, right. This is why, also, I think a lot of like Christian evangelism gets it really backwards. Mm -hmm. You're like, just read the Bible. Well, if the Bible doesn't mean anything to you before, it's not going to mean something to you in that context. Right. You need to encounter God in some ways. And I understand this is this runs against one of the strains of mainstream evangelical thought. Welcome to me. Um, I run against a lot of the strains of mainstream evangelical thought, um, is you need to encounter God before you encounter the Bible. Right. Um, or the Bible can help you to history, but it's certainly its instructions, its threats, and its blessings are, without something else is just words on a page, right? The Bible itself is not God. It is the Word of God. Um, but we don't have some weird second or fourth deity um, in Christianity that is the Bible, Um and so, without that like history of it being a document, a a, you know, a book with meaning, mm-hmm. um, it can very well just be books on a page. I'm like, all you need for salvation is in the Bible. Yes, that is true, but without it being connected to something else that is no. more tangible in your life, it doesn't necessarily have doesn't necessarily so communicate to that to the you. Bible, just the Bible
3: war- cannot stand alone. It has yeah. to be connected
0: right, right. It, it, the spirit speaks to the bible yes do I believe it's the word of God yes we're about to do a show literally grounded in it right um, that's not my point my point is not the scripture doesn't matter but uh, if you don't if you did not grow up um, with the bible as, as authoritative like it doesn't nece- like it doesn't necessarily communicate what we um, as longtime believers or as people for whom you know belief comes easier um it doesn't necessarily communicate that. I always uh, think of the Bible as an instruction manual. Like sure, but it, it but yeah, but it's a lot more it. than that, right? Like, and it can be confusing, and there's a lot in it. Um, you know, we've mined it. We've mined the Bible for three years for this show, mm-hmm. um, and we are by no means done um, with scriptures. We have a few repeats here and there um, because of the nature of scriptures that people preach okay, on. I was going
3: to ask you, why don't we ever do anything on the Book of Job?
0: We have. Oh, yeah. we have on the oh, show yeah. oh yeah it yeah. comes up every once in a while mind drop um yeah I don't remember that. I have I have preached on Job at this church go to Facebook um, page I certainly have preached on Job in my ministry uh-huh. um, I, I have not yet done like a series on Job but uh I've yeah I've done we've done Job um yeah who knows It's it's been a minute um but it is something we have done yeah we've done
2: it I haven't
3: um heard. we're live by the way
0: yeah yeah I know um Howdy, Blake. How are you? And howdy, Diestraff. I pray your internet is uh, is uh, is fruitful for you this evening, because um, huh. it's not always. Um, but yeah, I I so I wonder. Some of it is for him to change his approach, right? Of you can uh, because so much of what happens in the life of faith. Um, Happens within your own mind, which we call soul, but like happens within your head. Um, You can talk yourself out of most of it, right? Um, And so, some of opening yourself up is uh, being open to two things: Um, interacting with something you're not going to fully understand because you are an you are a finite being, and God is infinite. And this is really important, right? Well, why can't I just understand all the things of God? Well, um, you're you're one person. Um, and you are finite. You're probably pretty smart, um, but you're not God, That's right? right? And so the ways of God are going to be mysterious. Very. Um, and so it is be- it, There is a certain thing that is being comfortable with not knowing everything, um, and just being open to the experience being true, right? That it is approaching it from another perspective of like, you know, I love love a good line from Karl Bart. Carl um, Barth talks about the difference between God and the not God that like most of what happens in church may or may not relate to God, right? May or may not be from God. Um, but you stay in it because every once in a while, God definitely breaks, breaks through in the form of revelation and you need to be ready. Um, But a lot of what happens in life, in church, um, around, may or may not have anything to do with God. Um, But it's being ready for those times when, you know, God most definitely breaks through. Um, That is part of the journey of faith. Um, And so this is where, like, it is helpful to have a variety of modalities and not condemn them, right? There are certain, you know, Pentecostal contexts in which they would not believe I'm I'm a believer at all um because i am naturally a skeptic um and work more with my head um i am naturally a scholar right i make fun of biblical scholars because right. they're hilarious because they, they we're hilarious be. um, but i am also a scholar right i am a scholar by tendency um and i found i found my way to christ um uh most effectively um through like deep academic study of Scripture, watching the deep academic study of how the Bible came to be, of what we can know historically, of digging deep at the university level. Um, I really found God when I I really fell in love with Scripture and fell in love with God. I mean, I had youth group experiences that were great, um, but what put me on this path wasn't necessarily the fact that I was president of my youth group, or that I went to church camp, or that I went to Yom Army. Um, It was that I took history of religion of ancient Israel um, from a non-faith-based religion department at a public university in Virginia. Mm-hmm. And that's how I found, you know, that's what laid the groundwork for me to be, you know, a year later, except my call to ministry because finally I found people who thought about God the way I did. Um, or who connected with God the way I did. Because i would just been told, either, no, it just has to be a feeling. I have depression. Good. Probably not going to have that feeling, y'all. I'm probably just not going to have that. Oh, just the joy of the Lord is in That's this place. That's why he relies on me for that. I don't know joy. <laughs> I don't know human joy. I do not have that in my emotional whatever. So, uh, sure, I'm sure the joy of the Lord is in this place. I'm and, in and, right. and, and there's a balance we have yeah. with that. Because,
1: yeah. you know, we're, we're not too go about our walk based completely on our feelings because oftentimes as you struggle with yeah. our feelings are incorrect to what the truth of the situation is. And so our faith is bolstered by feelings, but yeah. it shouldn't be solely based on feelings. Well, my my feelings
0: are wildly unreliable. As, as a person with a mental illness, like my feelings are wildly unreliable. Mm. I mean, well, oh, I mean, had a mental problem somewhere. I, I'm I mean,
1: I, I that happen tr- to love the smirk and smile on your wife's face and she just dropped <laughs> out of here with that. It's
2: just like, I was
3: going to hey. say, I have Trey, like, Trey's told me before, I love you, brother. And like, just a stone cold look on his face, like you couldn't tell.
0: Right. Unless you just knew Trey. You know? Right. But so like, this is why I say like, there needs to be, like, we can't get so obsessed. And I guess let's just, you know, make this the start of the podcast. But like, yeah. we cannot yeah, get well. so obsessed with, it, it's going to be a feeling, right? Because this is what, really screwed me up in youth group was you know we're sitting around oh you're just gonna feel it tonight probably not (laughs) um probably not and then i so but i didn't have the spiritual maturity at that point to say um probably not and that's okay it became probably not and therefore there's something wrong with me
1: and and this is going to play into what we're talking about today because paul uh has an experience, but he's running on feelings on both sides right. of that experience. Yeah,
0: yeah, no, definitely. Right. Um, to me, God,
3: God, well, the way I I came to you know to be uh, in, with God is God kept showing me things like, and, and it's, I guess that's the way you interpret it too. Like it, you could set a sandwich down, and Scott might look at it and go, well, "It's a sandwich." To me, I might look at it, I haven't eaten in two days. That's food for me that God sent yeah,
0: me. Yeah, that's a gift from God. Yeah, But exactly. it is, there is a, all of it, What regardless of what your modality of faith is, there is an openness to the experience that is required, right? Um, and sometimes it is finding the people of faith that t- talk about God and allow you to connect in God, to God in a way that makes sense to you. Right. Mm, And for me, like this weird version, this weird scholarly Christianity um, that I found with my professors, um, both in undergrad and grad school, really helped me because it was finally people who ran and worked like me and could talk about both wanting to find deep knowledge and approaching it from a skeptical but faithful point of view. Right. Right. Skeptical saying suspect all things, um, but faithful in that, but still revelation is possible because there is a whole branch of biblical studies that says yeah this is all hokum um and it's all shenanigans and it's all made up and at the core of this is nothing It, it is kind of a scriptural nihilism and what i what i found in the academy wasn't a scriptural nihilism um it was a lot of people of faith uh deeply intellectually engaging in a critical way in scripture um in a way we i try to give a window at least a small version in this show um but in a way that wasn't nihilistic, that still okay. And here's what I found in that um, I had a great um, Old Testament professor in seminary, um, uh, professor, Le Mans, professor Lemon, Professor <laughs> um, Lemon, Professor Joel Lemon. Um, And he would um, spend the last 10 minutes of class going, okay, how do you talk to this, to a congregation? He was both an ordained elder in the United Methodist Church at the Virginia Annual Conference um, and had a PhD um, in Old Testament, right? Um, He is, he teaches intro to Old Testament, the, you know, class that in seminary produces the most tears of any class um, because it is the most like deprogramming your Sunday school brain to then reprogram your seminary brain. Um, but he would spend the last 10 minutes of class going, how do you talk to this congregation? Okay, this is great. You've learned some really interesting things. Right. Now what do you do with it?
3: Well, it's like, I don't think, uh, you know, I, I don't think I, w- I, w- or I would have a hard time and a problem finding another church that... Oh, they that, exist. You know, but, well, I know. I mean, I seriously, like, like you just said, the way people think about God, the way... I think, and I think I would have a hard time, and it probably isn't impossible, but I would have a hard time finding that, I
0: think. You ready to start a show for real? Oh, yeah. Be good. Cool. Hey, Stacey, go ahead
3: and throw it a look.